How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. On uh, the last show, we talked about, uh, we, we started to talk about Gog and Magog, and we never got into it. Uh, we talked about a lot of other stuff, though, that's really, really cool. And uh, today, we're going to continue that discussion. But before we have that discussion about Gog and Magog, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the settlements that are going on in, in, in Israel. Uh, and, and I use the word settlement uh, because that's the term the media uses. Uh, and my friend Neil, as you know, is, is with me here again today. And uh, Neil is, is, knows what that's about. And he's going he's gonna to talk to us about it. In the present day, what's the big deal with all these settlements? Okay, so I'm going to read you this article by the Associated Press. There's lots of articles on, the, on this thing. But I'm going to read you the one... That's uh, that this this article talks about. So, is, Israel is expected to move forward with thousands of new homes for Jewish settlers in the West Bank. That's the West Bank of the Jordan River, and the West Bank is a particular area of land uh, that the Jew that that Israel obtained in one of the wars. Neil will talk about that. Uh, a settlement uh, watchdog group said that on Sunday. So, a settlement watchdog group is against the settlements, right? And they're watching. That's what watchdogs do, right? So the plan is for some 3,000 new settler units in the West Bank, and it has already drawn calls for restraint from the U.S. So somehow we're supposed to, U.S. is supposed to get involved in this. So there's a guy named uh, Haggett Ofran, O-F-R-A-N, from the anti-settlement group Peace Now. So isn't that an interesting name for the group, Peace Now? And he's anti. He's anti. So I never heard of a peace thing being anti-anything except war. So, yeah, that's interesting. So on Friday, the United States State Department spokesman Ned Price said the U.S. was concerned about the housing plans. So this is the present administration, right, concerned about the housing uh, plans. And uh, he called on Israel and the Palestinians whoever they are, to refrain from unilateral steps that exacerbate tension and undercut efforts to advance a negotiated two-state solution to the conflict. So, uh, the Palestinians view the settlements, which house some 700,000 settlers, again, why do they call them this, 
uh, as the main obstacle to peace. They're saying, the Palestinians are saying, these settlements are the main reason we aren't at the table with you. Um, Ofran said Israel is also set to approve 1,600 units for Palestinians in the areas of the West Bank that it controls, but critics say the move comes at the initiative of villagers and not the Israeli government, yada, yada, yada. So, Neil, what is the deal with the settlement? But uh, the main thing that you and I talked about before is terms. Mm. Uh, You know, if I get to... um, utilize the terms, uh, I guess I have basically won the discussion or debate or argument, right, if I mm. get to set the terms. Mm. I think it's first... Yeah, so, so yeah. you're talking about the words that we use to the, describe it. Yeah. The, the words that yeah. are used uh, either deliberately or, or not by people that have accepted terms called settlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's settlements. It, it, uh, West Bank occupied East Jerusalem, the territories... Um, these kind of terms, first it's important to realize the very land we're arguing about is the heartland, mm. the very center, for our audience's uh, perception at least, of what God gave Israel. I hope you just heard that I, my big sigh there because when Neil, when Neil said that, it just hit me, hit me really hard. That the, it just so happens, folks, that this land we're talking about is at the very center of of the land God gave Israel. Right. These are. This is the ancient uh, Judea uh, and even Samaria that is mm-hmm. called today the West Bank. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, <clears throat> some history lesson here before we're done will be important just to sure. get people up to speed. This Do did it. not happen in a vacuum. Right. Okay? Right. It's not like one day Jews miraculously got powerful. Yeah miraculously got an army, miraculously got money from the Western powers and decided, let's attack our neighbors who are living in peace and (laughs) have a government and have a prime minister and have all these cities and let's take it and take it from them and we'll call it Israel. Mm -hmm. That's the farthest. But But that is the modern, that's the modern day understanding. And the modern day. Israel stole it. Stole it, took it. Yep. confiscated yep. the neighbor's property, yep. kicked the yep. Palestinians out. Out, yeah. Okay, so uh, a quick a quick overview, and we can go into it more, was this idea of Jewish right to a homeland. Mm-hmm. This started with a person, although it's always been there, people who have faith in the Bible always thought there would be a return to Israel. There could be a small minority of them, mm-hmm. but that was always there. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, people say that began with Theodore Herzl at the end of uh, uh, the uh, 1800s, like 1897. He mm. invoked the first mm. council. He did that because he was a very secularized, acculturated European Jew, and he was sent to watch the Alfred Dreyfus trial in France, and he saw that this Jewish captain was scapegoated. Mm. Fortunately, so did all of the French people, mm-hmm. and very popular uh, author uh, wrote the very famous book, I Accuse, mm-hmm. and it brought this case where they could blame this Jewish captain for all kinds of crimes and events that he did not commit. You know, they were looking for the proverbial Scape- scapegoat, scapegoat yeah. and Theodore Herzl said to himself, there's nowhere in the world that the Jews will be safe. This was a secular Jew. This is in the 1800s. This is in the late 1800s. Yeah. This, uh, there's no way. There's no way that uh, Israel, Jews, can 
uh, be safe anywhere in the world, that they are now dispersed among the nations until and unless they have their own homeland. And he invoked the first Congress in 1897, the first to Zionist form Congress. A state for to, Israel. To form, to... to Reconstitute. To, to begin that process, yep. to begin mm-hmm. that thought. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard for us today because we are so used to accepting that it's facts on the ground. There's an Israel and there's conflict and so on. Mm-hmm. But 1897, uh, Theodore Herzl said, within 50 years, I will have, we will have a Jewish state. Jeez, even though he wow. died. Yeah, so he knew what he, yeah. the import of uh, the, the the concept of starting something. Anyway, in that period, he started that, and that began this modern-day process, the modern-day process of Jews in various waves, various trickles or floods going back to Israel for various reasons, mm-hmm. and Arabs coming into that, the land. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's because, my opinion is, that's because they heard him that Jews will never be safe on the planet. Until they have their own homeland, Jews heard that call. Well, I think and they started coming back. Uh, some did it for ideological reasons. <clears throat> some did it for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, nothing happens in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. There were various over these decades, from that first Congress till Israel was actually officially declared a state and a vote by the UN in 1948. So yes. over those decades, yes. there were many pogroms and persecutions of various types in Russia and Europe that forced people to say what Herzl said was true, whether they heard him or not, and they just knew there was a place to flee sure. to, sure. as opposed to the medieval years, there yeah. was nowhere to flee to, and you were just yeah. going to be you know, killed. So, folks, we've said this before, but we'll say it again right now, there has never not been Jews in Jerusalem. Well, that's a very important point because even in the Ottoman census, and again, a bit of a history lesson, so uh, the Ottomans for 500 years mm. ruled that basically that entire Middle East as part of their empire, right? Right. Up to World War One. Yes. In their census, right mm-hmm. before uh, the end of World War One, they said in Jerusalem specifically, there are equal numbers of Jews mm-hmm. and Muslims and Christians. In other words, basically their own census, which they had no modern axe to grind or pervert in any way, mm-hmm. said in Jerusalem at least there are uh, those uh, people, groups, in equal number. Mm-hmm. So there have always been Jews mm-hmm. in the land and mm-hmm. specifically in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's plenty of other writings like that of censuses, or even John Wayne's, uh, John Wayne, <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Pilgrim. <laughs> right, Mark Twain's yeah. book, which is yeah. equally important, he describes the whole land of Israel as a waste, desolate. Yeah, I saw that. Denuded. I remember that, yeah. And, and so though these, it's important to remember, these reportings were before there was this fictitious fallacy mm-hmm. of these thriving metropolises that somehow the Jews took and... <laughs> and, and, and confiscated to their own. You, you know, this didn't happen in a vacuum. There was lots of upheaval. There was mm-hmm. lots of things. Mm-hmm. And the land itself was not important to the Ottoman Empire called the Levant. Because it was desolate and uncultivated and yada, yada, yada. All right? kinds of reasons. Yeah. Over the years, yeah. they just let it go yeah. for all yeah. kinds of yeah. historical reasons yeah. you can read about. But that's the yeah. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, which 
war or which because they're actually battles right the war goes on but what which battle uh is the battle that uh where israel quote unquote captured their own land back yeah so which we call the west bank well okay so uh, there was a conference at san remo italy in Uh 1920 and and many conferences many events uh and they uh set up uh, the land that was called Palestine. Mm. The Romans named it Palestine, Philistia. We get Palestine from Philistine, actually, mm-hmm. and they had Philistia from mm-hmm. the Philistines because it was a slight toward the Jews who had rebelled against Rome, mm. you know, 2,000 years ago. Sure. Rome was done with their upheavals, yeah. the Jews being mm-hmm. Jews, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, they called that land Palestine. No matter if you were a Christian, a Muslim, or a Jew, anybody who was there or from there, or the land itself, was Palestine. Mm-hmm. In 1948, David Ben-Gurion, through a vote of the UN... Hang on a second. Yeah. Before you tell me about 1948, you talk about the Romans a minute ago, right? Sure. So the Roman Empire lasted until 400 AD? Approximately. Pretty I'd late, say. yeah. So the whole time, they're calling it Palestine. For Rome the, is. For, uh, Rome is. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's calling it Palestine because Rome is calling it Palestine, and that's how we got the name in derision of yeah, the Philistines because that's what they called it. That's what and they, they were it. in charge for a long period of time. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Now go forward, Ben Gurion. I know it's a lot of background. No, it's but, good. Uh, it's good. So All good. in 1948, David Ben Gurion he uh, officially declared uh, the land of Israel mm-hmm. the nation state of the Jews, the Jewish homeland. And now, who is David Ben-Gurion? Now, David Ben-Gurion was the first prime minister of Israel. But before that, what was he? Well, before that, he was a powerful person in the land, and he was a lawyer in the Ottoman Empire and various things. Okay. Uh, so, but he was the first prime minister. Obviously, they just yeah. didn't take anybody off the street. Yeah, he yeah. was an active person. Yes. You can read about his life. He was uh, quite a person. Yes. Accomplished quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, up to that point and before that point, uh, Israel mm-hmm. slash Palestine at this point yes. had uh, all of the land that includes that includes today's neighbor across the east bank of the Jordan called Jordan. Jordan. It was called Transjordan. Mm-hmm. All of it was Israel. Mm-hmm. In 1947, the British, under their control, having won the war from the Ottomans mm-hmm. and the Germans, mm-hmm. partitioned the land using the Jordan River. So today's modern map of Israel is kind of parted right there at the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. And next door, if you look, you'll see the country of Jordan. Mm-hmm. But all of that was originally slated to be given to the Jewish people as their national homeland. Wow. Right. Okay. So that all came out of San Remo Mm -hmm. in 1920. Now, Mm -hmm. many riots, many murders, many confrontations, many conflicts during those decades. And subsequently, we had the second upheaval of World War I, which was World War II. And we had the the, the, uh, global conflict again. At the end of that war, there were more problems. Britain was wounded. They still had charge. They basically just said, we're getting out. 
Mm-hmm. Our mandate, our mm-hmm. mandate given to us by the League of Nations that morphed to the United Nations mm-hmm. is over, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they basically left with their army eventually after committing many atrocities themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. Nobody's blameless here as far as atrocities. Plenty of sin to go around. Plenty of sin to go around, mm-hmm. but it was a very dangerous place. Mm-hmm. And many atrocities occurred in Hebron and in Jerusalem and so on. Well, once they left, once David Ben-Gurion declared it a nation, in 48 they were attacked immediately by five different, made up, just like Israel, the boundaries were made up by Iraq and Lebanon, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Saudi is just the name of a family. It was Arabia. They called it Saudi, after the Saudi family. Uh, The house of Saud. They just carved yes. that up, the, the English and the French. So that's basically some of the background that uh, immediately after they said we're a sovereign Jewish nation, mm-hmm. they were attacked by, and I say five nation armies, but mm-hmm. again, they were made up by these same people that made up Israel. So the, so the, um, the United Nations uh, agreed that, that that Jordan line, that river, would be the, bar- would be the uh, border, right? And Jordan was on the right, and or in the east, and Israel was on the left, and then the the, the United Nations voted on that, right? <laughs> well, they did eventually, but it wasn't the United Nations. It was actually of all Harry things. Harry Truman. Well, it wasn't Harry Truman. It wasn't Harry Truman. It was Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. And he okay. did it strictly for political means. Uh, he, uh, during the Second World War, they needed Arab help. They mm. needed Arab assurances. Mm. You have to remember the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem at that point met with Hitler, talked with Hitler, considered him a friend, and uh, suggested to Hitler that the Arabs join him in the annihilation of the English, the communists, and the Jews. Wow. So this doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's all kinds of parties and events and things. Mm. It's it's a complicated mm-hmm. history to go and, and sort and what's, through. And what stopped that from happening? Well, Hitler was defeated. So oh, there you go. I mean, how, how, how did that stop from yep. happening? In effect, the Grand Mufti, through his speeches and his incitement, and many, many others, succeeded in that many people were killed in Jerusalem and Hebron. There were great massacres, considering the number of people that were there. Mm-hmm. So in Hebron in 1929 was a great massacre. Mm. Uh, East Jerusalem today, they call it Arab East Jerusalem. Well, that was taken over and the Jews kicked out uh, when the Jordanian, the newly set up kingdom, sent their army and they crossed the river mm-hmm. and they took over ancient Judea, the heartland of Israel, and they... Uh, kept the Jews out of that land today we call occupied Palestine or the occupied territory the occupied yes. territory yes. or the West Bank the West Bank was by war brought on the Jews uh-huh. by the very Jordanians who yeah. were set up by Winston Churchill in 1947 okay on so, land originally given to the so, Jews so Churchill recognized the state he did it for political reasons absolutely and then Truman and then the United Nations now has two large countries promoting this that are on the council, the, the uh, Security Council for the UN, which and and then they got it they got it uh, recognized officially in nineteen. 19- 
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. In well, uh, Israel, uh, west of the Jordan, yeah. was accepted by the UN yeah. when Ben Gurion made the pronouncement. Churchill, being the power broker of the day, virtually yeah. told the Jews, "You can have peace, yeah. and you can have the land west of the Jordan, yeah. or you can choose not to accept that." As the Arabs did, the Arabs said no. Mm-hmm. The Jews said yes. For peace, we take it. The yes. Jews have always said yes, yes. to this yeah. uh, dissecting of their land yeah. Yeah. every time, yeah. which is a miracle in itself, Jeff, because we could go through all the dissections of the land where the Jews said, okay, yes, land for peace, land for peace, land for peace, yes, yes, yes. The Muslim nations, specifically uh, headed by Arab nations, have always said, no, 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 no. And that's for all kinds of religious, ideological reasons and power and hatred well, and all kinds of real, really bad reasons uh, to begin with. So anyway, I want to get back to this because we aren't we aren't at the settlements yet. So we need to get to the settlements. So um, so Truman says yes. The, the Security Council votes on it sometime, whenever that was, and the United Nations recognized Israel as a nation, and the and they immediately were attacked. They immediately were attacked by a bunch of their neighbors. Um, and they had to win that one, and they did, right? And so that was in '49, I think, right? Yes, they won <clears> like <throat> all their wars against all odds. And so, what was the what was the fight after the '40 after that battle? What, when does the next time they fought? Okay, the next major conflagration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because, as you said accurately, all of these are continuations. They yeah. just sometimes yeah, it's just one big right? war. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, once they were an official nation, they were attacked. It's, it's quite a historical, inspirational piece for it people is. to read. Worth checking out. But the next major event, confl- yep. conflagration, was they call it uh, in 1956, the, okay. a war. Basically, okay. they say broke out, but we got to remember, they were always broke out. It's just they right. had high points. Well, they're continuously fighting, Con- so it's really not over. Right. It's not over right. hardy. Right. The next one is the one we're more familiar with, the Six-Day War in 1967. 67. Right. Yep. And what did they get there? Well, there they got what uh, we call uh, East Jerusalem. Oh. In other words, they were able to get control of the Temple Mount. Okay. They were able to recapture no. Hebron. Well, specifically in 67, <clears throat> that was a preemptive war in which the surrounding countries, remember, nothing happens in a vacuum. If somebody's pulling tanks up to your house yeah. and they're saying, we're, yeah. gonna, we're, we're, we're yeah. getting ready, we're going to wipe out uh, yeah. uh, Jeff and Neil's uh, yeah. house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they won't let you through 
uh, navigable uh, waterways there in, yeah. the, in the Middle East. I they, think Lynette would have a problem, by the way, if you and I had a house. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. But I'm just saying uh, your neighbors are doing all this, and plus their broadcasts are saying we're going to wipe them out, we're yeah. going to throw them into the sea, yeah. we're going to do this and that, just horrible things. Uh-huh. Uh, and making it harder and harder and constricting more and bringing your weapons up to the border. Eventually, so the Jews did what's a preemptive strike. That's six days, and they wiped out the Egyptian Air Force at that time, uh, defeated the neighbors, and okay. wound up with more land, including the land the Jordanians took of East Jerusalem. So we have to say, to be accurate, that that the Jews, or Israel, mm-hmm. Uh, conducted a preemptive they strike. They always say that preemptive strike because they were threatened by the presence of these people with they were pointing guns at them. Not just the presence, but even their their newspaper articles. You can still yeah. read today yeah. their broadcasts, yeah. all the stuff that yeah. Israel said. Don't do this. They tried to warn people. Don't, don't attack us. Don't, don't do don't, this. Don't. Uh, but uh, then no. they then they decided to take action, and they did. Okay, and they got East Jerusalem back, and miraculously they wound up with more land again. So then the Yom Kippur War was the okay, next one, right? That's right, yeah. and that happened in 1973, yeah. and that happened on Yom Kippur. Yeah, which do uh, that was Jews, an amazing battle. That's right. The Jews were completely uh, uh, at home. They were fasting. They were uh, contemplative. They were, quite frankly, as military people will point out, they were quite arrogant after their amazing victory of lasting only six days Mm. that they were complacent, if you will. Mm. And they all went home or went abroad. And this is the very time that the Arabs again, Arab nations, decided on this holy day. On this holy day. When they're unsuspecting is the day we attack. And again against all odds because... Uh, you can read about it historically, but there was no way. Nobody stepped in to help them. The only time they stepped in at all, and by they I mean the nations of the world, is yep. when it, it got turned around miraculously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Israel, instead of being defeated and utterly destroyed, which these people, again, mm-hmm. can read it in the yeah. papers. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, they stepped in then, the United Nations, quickly and said, go no further, Israel. Mm-hmm. Take no more land, Israel. Don't do anything else, Israel. So when they, when and, they were attacked, they yeah. were silent. And this is when they retook the land. Retook the land. That was the center of, as you said, was the center of the land that God gave them way back when. Right. You can say, they see, in 67, they had sovereignty over that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they had control over it. Okay. But they gave it to the... Uh, uh, Arabs uh-huh. called Palestinians in about 1964. They started calling themselves Palestinians. Sure, and the Palestinian Authority. Yes, all of that's PLO by Yasser yes. Arafat. You yes. see, and so <clears throat> even though they had control over it, they didn't administer it. Mm. In 73, then when they were almost destroyed again, uh, they controlled right up to the Nile River. They had all of the Sinai, all of the Gaza Strip. Mm virtually control over Israel. They had the Golan Heights up by uh, Syria. They just expanded out incredibly mm. far. Mm. This goes back to what we said earlier. Jews said, yes, yes, yes. The United Nations came in. Egypt came in said, give us back the Sinai. Thousands and millions, hundreds of millions of, of dollars of a structure that had grown up in just the ensuing few years right after in the Sinai in Gaza. Israel abandoned 
handed it over, literally intact, working farms, working factories, everything, to the quote-unquote Palestinians now in 73, only to have them for peace, land for peace, two states, right, land for peace, become occupied in Gaza, which is ancient ancient Philistia, that mm-hmm. was the five cities of the mm-hmm. Philistines, mm-hmm. the Golan Heights, ancient Bashan, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan got dragged into that war as well, so west of the uh, Jordan River, all these people Israel said yes to, gave them land for peace, and now look what we have jumping forward to our day from 73, which was kind of one of the last major conflicts. There were others, 82 as well, and the Lebanon. For peace, and Israel winds up with more land, despite their efforts to hand it over for peace. So, as we've said, Jeff, uh, once we get to settlers and so on, we may talk about Gog and Magog today. That's just one more attack where Israel's going to wind up with more land than they had before, miraculously, because there's no way they can win all these wars, yet they keep doing it. Mm which is an affront to Islam. Mm-hmm. Jews wind up with more, but they try to give it back. Right, well, they're asked to give it back, and they always say yes, is what you're pointing Well, was. there's plenty of politicians yeah. in Israel, and uh, Rabin, who was the prime minister, who mm-hmm. w- wanted to give it back. Mm-hmm. They tried to give yeah, it back. Yeah, I remember that. That was with Carter, right? Well, Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter yeah. and, and many others along yeah. the way. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, yeah, well, with Bill Clinton, I think, even. He, he was prepared to give them everything they asked for. And so was at that time Ehud Barak. He just said, name it. Yeah. Basically, there's no negotiation. Whatever you want. Anything for peace. We'll do it for peace. Yeah. And they turned it down. The yeah. Palestinians turned it down. Uh, Yasser so, Arafat turned it down. Why did he turn it down? Well, again, the biblical uh, statement of they will say, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Shalom, mm-hmm. shalom, v'ain, shalom. Peace, mm-hmm. peace, but there will be no peace. So... Humankind does not want conflict generally. Right. Israel does not want the wars. They want peace and build their, their land mm. generally. Mm. Uh, you have to have a willing partner in that. You have to have willing partners in that. Yes, sir, our, um, uh, Sadat, uh, president of uh, Anwar Sadat, president of Egypt, he made one trip over to Egypt, to, from Egypt to Israel, tried to implement a peace. Mm-hmm. with Israel, mm-hmm. and uh, the radicals, of course, as we all know, I forget the year now right off the top, they killed him. They shot him at a parade, just riddled him full of bullets. So, you know, I remember that. That was, a, to, that was horrendous. You have to have a You and a I are old partner. enough to remember that, <laughs> and it, it, it's, it was a horrendous thing that day. Um, so so they, they call it, the, the press, mostly, the media, calls it occupied territory, because they took back what they had given, right? They gave it away, and then they took it back. And if, but they did it in response to an attack, and they won the Yom Kippur War. They won. They, they, that was an people, guys. You should look it up. You should look up the Yom Kippur War and see how amazing it. It was miraculous how Israel won that, and how they they got uh, all this uh, all this land back. But now the press calls it occupied territory. Right. Occupied territory is a very temporary term. Mm. It doesn't sound like it belongs to them. Right. Right? Right. They're just occupying it, right? Mm-hmm. The way Germany occupied France. Right. That's right? exactly right. That's exactly how they're saying it, right? right. So, so it's an illegal ownership, that term. It's an illegal ownership. 
And that's crap. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's that's C R A P crap. So this this is really uh, something we need to be concerned about because this little dot on the globe, right? The little postage stamp called Israel, right? Is it, it's an amazing thing that it even exists. I said to you before the broadcast, why would anybody, anybody in their right mind, accept, as in as in take, accept uh, land that's in the middle of the people that they that hate them? Why would anybody in their right mind do that? I would never live in a neighborhood where I thought where the people around me all hated me and want to be dead. Yeah. But somehow the Jews have the courage to say, yes, we're going to do this. This well, is our land, and we're going to stay in this land. And and the, the settlements, I have understood them to be, these quote-unquote settlements, they're, they're just proving to the world that they this is their land. That's all they're doing. Well, uh, and some of them have far less uh, aspirations than that. Most of these people, Jeff, uh, you have to remember for 2,000 years... Uh, the the holiest uh, not holiest but the major festival of uh, Passover Pesach to the Jews Mm. would end with next year in Jerusalem next year in Jerusalem next year well Jerusalem was symbolic of the land so they were saying next year we'll be back in the land next year so you say why would they do that well to you or I it's nonsensical but to the Jewish aspiration A they had nowhere to go before they started going there we can either stay among these Gentiles who will kill us easily or we can get our own land and fight back at least and they did but for 2,000 years since the destruction of the temple by the Romans who named it Philistia right they would say next year we'll be back so that that idea of this is our land this is where we came from Mm -hmm. and of course archaeologically every time you dig a new dig or go down deeper it's all Jewish hello yeah so uh, and by the way excuse me Neil we you know we did we did multiple shows on this so if you really want to know the history you can read up. You can listen to by Abraham. You can listen to Noah. You can listen to Adam and Eve. I mean, you, we we told you the whole story in advance, so that you would be able to access that information relative to this this conversation, because we knew we were going to have this conversation down the road, where we're talking to you about the present day. We did all those other shows as a way of helping you understand where it began, how it got there. Okay, so it's very, very important for you to listen to shows 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, all the way through 14, I think, or 15, where we talk about the nation and the, and the land and Abraham and Moses and the whole deal. So uh, I just want to interrupt you there, Neil, for that purpose because it's, it's really important. So the, the, the settlers, the, the people that live in these settlements... Uh, you were going to make a final point about that. Do you remember what it was? Well, I, I basically do, and that is basically uh, you have people that are called settlers. It's yeah. a derogatory term in it a is. lot of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, because, again, if I get to make the name, yeah. I virtually win the argument. Yeah. If I can name yeah. and title it. It's so true. So the fact that we call it uh the West Bank. What do you mean? It was Israel, and so was all of your country originally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the same powers that granted you a country, yeah. they granted yeah. us one. Yeah. Uh, a settler. What does a settler mean? As we just said, our early chapters were all about God giving the land to this specific people group for a very specific purpose. Yeah. And 
all you have is sometimes very religious people moving there for very uh, uh, altruistic uh, faith movement. You have some simply who go there because it's they're Zionists, but they're not necessarily religious. And you have some people, frankly, Jeff, just like in our country for all kinds of reasons, some who just say, I can't afford to live anywhere else, so right. I bought a house in yeah. Yeah. this area. But yeah. all of that area, it's important to remember, of what's called West Bank at least, is the biblical heartland that God from the very beginning said to uh, Abraham, this, this spot, this is yours forever. So all these upheavals we're seeing are just present-day uh, coining of terms, uh, outrage by the nations. As the psalm said, they, why do the nations rage? Yeah. Why are all the nations against you, yeah. according to Zechariah? Mm. Mm. So I, this was just for our listeners so that they could begin to realize these are terms, derogatory terms, yeah. for political purposes yeah. directed at Israel to... Uh, Delegitimize, delegitimize their accomplishments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the flowering of that land that was denuded, yeah. swampy, yep. malarial-infected yep. yep. desert till the Jews came back, and then it flowers today, mm-hmm. as the prophet said, like a rose. Unfortunately, folks, we didn't get to Gog and Magog. We will, absolutely, in our next installment. But we thought it was right for us to spend this time talking about the land talking about the settlements and next time we'll visit with Ezekiel and the new temple Gog and Magog and how that all fits together for the end times this has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel why is the Middle East important I look forward to how this continues to unfold As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. Oh
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.